Welcome to Halcyon Trailblazer, a podcast featuring the people working to bring Halcyon to life and the Forsyth County changemakers surrounding it. I'm your host, Adam Schiff. While October is generally a time for shocks and scares, in Forsyth County, this month is all about the good vibes with the highly anticipated grand opening of Halcyon. As doors continue to open one by one, FOCO's new destination for all things live, work, and play is ready to show off and become a staple of the community. On this month's show, we'll hone in on the live aspect of that edict by chatting with Monty Hewitt-Holmes Chief Experience Officer and triathlon champion Kelly Kingsfield. Then, we'll learn more about what goes on behind the scenes to keep Forsyth County strong with District 2 Commissioner Dennis Brown. But first, live, work, and play destinations have become commonplace as new developments pop up around the region. But like with everything else, Halcyon has its own unique spin on it. Rather than construct a Stepford-like row of cookie-cutter houses, Halcyon features Monty Hewitt Homes, a leader in creating custom living spaces that stand out and apart from the rest. In a conversation covering both the future of living in Halcyon and her incredible accomplishments as an amateur athlete, we began our chat with Chief Experience Officer Kelly Kingsfield by learning more about the origins of Monty Hewitt Homes. Monty Hewitt Homes uh, comes from Monty himself. Uh, Monty has been building in Atlanta for 25 plus years. He started off building with a large national builder here in Atlanta who uh, at a certain point decided to leave Georgia and, um, and only build in some other states. And Monty acquired all of their properties at that point and opened Monty Hewitt Homes. Um, and so he has a long history here in Atlanta. And he and his partner, Greg Shiflett, you know, have, have built all over the city. Um, initially, most of what Monty was doing was in town, in field, uh, high end, some custom homes on custom lots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as he grew, he grew, you know, outside the city and into the suburbs like builders do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, has built Sandy Springs, Alpharetta, um, in different places throughout the city. And most recently, we are, you know, in Forsyth County. I know you guys do occupy kind of a little bit of a, a niche market. You do things really, really well, but you're very specific about what you do. So can you tell us sort of that process for how you design it and what makes you unique? Yeah, so we are different. So many builders are production builders, and they take a certain floor plan and design, and they uh, they build that in a lot of different locations, mm-hmm. and uh, they buy a piece of land, and they, they look at their portfolio plans and say, what, what can we fit on? to this piece of land and they build you know the same things over and over right with monty and with monty hewitt homes we buy a piece of land and we look at the the land we look at the community where we're going to be building and we design something every time for that neighborhood we're not someone that you know reuses uh, particular plans from neighborhood to neighborhood mm-hmm. We like to think of ourselves as a design firm that builds homes. Mm -hmm. And it always starts with the design um, with Monty. And he's always designing something that he thinks is special for that location and that community, something new and different. So I, I think that sets us apart. So in some cases, you're going into existing communities, correct? And then others are brand new like Halcyon. Is that is that fair? It is rare that we go into an existing community. Okay. Um, we have done it 
um, and I'm sure we'll do it again in the future, but we typically are starting um, from scratch a new community where we have say in the direction of mm-hmm. the neighborhood. How did Monty Hewitt Homes get involved with Halcyon? How early in the process was that and why was it a good fit? How is it aligned on your end especially? Yeah, so we, we've been involved for for a long time. Uh, we got involved very, very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in uh, discussions with the, with the developer when it was really just an idea and a thought. I'm sure that one of the things that, uh, that made us um, an excellent candidate for Halcyon is the success that we had in Avalon, mm-hmm. um, which is another mixed-use community. So we've been involved very early on uh, for our parcels of land where, where we're building um, our product. We were allowed to set that up and design what that would look like and mm-hmm. what the flow would be like and where the roads are. And so we've, we've been a part of it really from the, the very beginning. So what does that look like in terms of ideating it? Like Avalon helps put you on the map for kind of that the northern part of town. How do you then go to Halcyon and do something that's just as bold, but not the same? How do, I mean, how do you differentiate? Yeah, so we do have um, we do have all new plans and design for Halcyon that we did not have in Avalon. We do have, you might want to call it some lessons that we learned in Avalon that we have applied in Halcyon. Um, and we started off in Halcyon. We have some owners down plans so that when people come in and a lot of our buying demographic wants a plan that has the owner suite on the main floor. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not start off with that in Avalon and, and we had to correct that along the way. Right. Some of the things we learned in Avalon, we've applied in Halcyon. You know, Monty likes to create something that's different and bold. Our townhomes that are in Halcyon uh, are very, very striking um, from the exterior and on the interior, um, on the the first floor of the townhome in all the main living areas. You have 13-foot ceilings, which are very dramatic, very beautiful. You know, we've tried to uh, embrace the outdoors and give our single-family homes all have, you know, private outdoor spaces. Windows are a big thing that we are embracing in Halcyon. A lot of really big windows, a lot of natural light, um, you know, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Is, I mean, Halcyon is so much a reflection of the community, and the community is so outdoor-focused and very connected to nature with the Greenway. So as you went through the process of designing this, how influential were those elements than maybe they've been in other communities that, that you've built? Yeah, I think I think it was a big influence on us. We definitely wanted people to have their own private outdoor space. Um, you know, one of the things that people use the Greenway for um, and that we see as being a bigger and bigger role in people's lives are uh, their dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, so we gave a lot of thought to that. Um, you know, how can we design our floor plans so it's easy for someone to open a door to a private fenced space to either go outside themselves or let their dog outside. Um, so we've incorporated that in our offerings in Halcyon. In terms of where the community is progress wise, what does that look like right now with Halcyon opening imminently? Where are you in, in your process? So we have um, our first building of townhomes that are under construction now, seven townhomes. They can deliver in January, so we can have people living in those townhomes in January. And we have three single-family homes that are near completion. Um, We certainly invite people to come out and see 
um, what we have built today the three single family homes are beautiful great kitchens you know great great yards and you know i think people would really enjoy seeing those we have sold um three homes so far in halcyon uh with a couple of those being pre-sales that will start soon and uh and we're working through negotiations on two other homes right now so i Mm -hmm. think there's a lot of excitement out there um you know to have buyers in so early before we have finished product um, I think people are really excited about what Halcyon is going to offer. What will it look like at completion in terms of the Monty Hewitt side? How many homes are we talking about? What's the vision for the, the scale? So we'll have um, 62 homes wow. um, that we will build there. We will have 38 single family homes and 24 townhomes that we will build. And we'll have price points anywhere from the fives on up to uh, the mid to high eights. Um, so we'll have something for, you know, different price points um, in Halcyon when we're complete. Um, as far as you personally, how did you get in the fold here with, with Monty Hewitt Homes? Could you tell us about, about your background? Yeah, so I've been in new home construction now about 28 years, not to date myself but uh, or <laughs> age myself. I but tell. Um, you know, for quite some time, I was uh, with uh, with John Whelan for many, many years before I came to work with Monty, and I've been with Monty for eight years now. Um, I knew Monty before I came to work for him. We're both um, cyclists, and so I knew him from cycling. And uh, I came in, I am uh, the chief experience officer here, and so we each wear a number of hats. I'm in charge of uh, sales, marketing. Um, design, quality, and customer mm-hmm. happiness, so to speak. So been working with him for eight years, and I love it. We have great culture. Um, he makes my job easy as far as making sure our buyers are happy because he, he is someone who wants to do the right thing for mm-hmm. the customer. And, um, and that's, you know, just one of the principles that we're built on. You mentioned initially having the connection through cycling. And I definitely want to hear about this because not only are you a a cyclist, but you're a triathlete. So can you tell us, when did you start competing in triathlons? Like, I don't know who wakes up and says, I think I'm going to do a triathlon next. I mean, how did you get on that track? I'm not even sure how how I did that. Uh, You know, I started off with doing 5Ks and 10Ks. So running was first. Yeah, running was first. um, And then for my uh, 40th birthday, I wanted to buy a a new bike, bought a new bike. I started cycling a lot more. And so natural progression was, you know, run and bike and why not swim too, which I'm I'm not a great swimmer. Uh, But I, I did several triathlons and then I set my sights on doing an Ironman which is 140 miles, and mm. I, I did it, and I was uh, I was hooked. Ironman affords the opportunity for average athletes like me to go to the World Championships if you complete 12 races, and so I've worked to do that, and um, and I'll be competing at Ironman, the World Championships in Hawaii in 29 wow. days. So, oh. did you just want to compete in the Ironmans, or? Did you want to get to Hawaii and, and this was a good way to do it? Which which carrot was yeah. driving you more? I wanted to get to Hawaii. I <laughs> wanted to, you know, it's one of the few things in a sport world where an average person like me can can earn a ticket to the big mm-hmm. 
to the big dance, so to speak. Um, And uh, so I set my sights on it and I'm almost there. (laughs) How long did it take to complete those 12? How much training goes into even one Ironman challenge? Yeah, a lot. Um, You know, in an average week, you'll put in anywhere from 10 to 16 hours worth of training. You know, during the week, a lot of that is at, you know, 4.30 in the morning. Right. And then on Saturday and Sunday, you'll have really long bike rides like that are six or seven hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll get a big bulk of that time on the weekend. And you will train for each race for somewhere around 30 weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a big time commitment. Wow. When was your so, first? So when did this Pursuit of 12 start? Uh, in 2011, I started oh, training wow. for it in 2010, Whoa. and I did it in 2011, and then my husband and I do this together, and so each year we've been we've been completing two races each year. Mm. Um, one year we had to throw a third in there to reach our goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to make it to Hawaii while we were 50, <laughs> and we both turned 51 in November, so this was it. You we, made it. We made it. Yeah, we made it. So, uh, and we're both, we're both going. Uh, he also wow. has a slot. So, and then, then we're going to retire from it. What are you going to do at that point then? Cause you can't just stop, right? You have kind of ingrained in you. At yeah. That point. Yeah. We'll always, we'll always be active. Um, we have a tremendous love for, for hiking, uh, and photography and, mm. and just being outdoors. And so we'll, you know, we'll still be active and we'll do a lot of that, but we're, we're going to slow it down a little. Slow it down. I don't even know where do you go to do an Ironman? Cause it's got to be, in theory, close to a body of water. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, they have them all over the United States and, and other countries, Canada. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've raced in Wisconsin, Florida, uh, Mount Tremblant in Canada. I've actually been there. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, Arizona, we raced in Hawaii. We raced in Utah. I'm sorry, not Hawaii. I was just uh, saying, Idaho. You got to Hawaii already. No, yeah, I'm, not yeah, Hawaii I'm sorry. I take that back. <laughs> uh, in uh, Utah, Idaho, you know, we've really been a little bit of everywhere um, to do this. Uh, and they have an Ironman that they race every September in Chattanooga. And so we've done that one multiple times because yeah, it's so convenient. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite one you've done and the hardest one that you've done and why? So my favorite is Chattanooga. Because um, it's close? <laughs> it's close. And uh, my weakness, uh, my weakest part is the swim. Mm-hmm. And Chattanooga is down stream down okay. the Tennessee River. That makes sense. Uh, I have my best swim times there. <laughs> so uh, I would just float on down. Yeah, you really, you just Sometimes about can. You do, right? yeah. yeah, and uh, I love the bike course there. Um, so it's absolutely my favorite. The The way that Mount Tremblant is run by the race director, it's, that's an incredible venue. Everything mm-hmm. is first class. It's five star. I loved that race. And then I would say that the hardest that um, hardest that I I did was in Boulder, Colorado. A mm. little bit of altitude, a yeah. uh, lot of climbing. It was uh, the day of the race. It was 102 outside, wow. and so it was really really hot. Ooh. It was a killer, but mm. it, it was it was good. Yeah, wow. we we finished it. So so this seems like I mean almost a, a defining characteristic doing this. How do you think this has affected your work how has this translated your career in any way i I think it is uh part of a person's personality and you know it comes out in their drive Mm -hmm. uh you know you start your day early you start with something that's you know a a physical challenge and and takes a lot of effort 
Um, and by the time you arrive at the office at, at eight, I mean, you're ready to go. You mm-hmm. know, you're wide awake. You've already accomplished some things and you roll right into your work day. Um, so I think it really does shape, you know, who, who a person is, how they apply that at work. Uh, obviously, this is a goal that I've chased for, for just about 10 years. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely a goal driven person yeah. and, kind of cornerstone to our brand here is making sure that uh, we deliver on our promises to our buyers and make sure that they're happy. And And I think I take a lot of that drive that I apply in my athletic pursuit mm-hmm. and apply it to the work that we do. When bringing things back to Halcyon and what you're discussing now, obviously more and more of your work is going to be working with those buyers and making yes. sure they have the best experience possible. What are you hoping for people to see and feel when Monty Hewitt starts opening those homes and people are moving in. I hope that they're able to visualize and see the type of lifestyle they could have there. You know, being involved in Avalon, we we were able to become, you know, had a front row seat to what those buyers' lives were like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their convenience of being able to walk to dinner, you know, the convenience of being able to walk to the Greenway. Sure. Um, having everything right outside your front door, not having to drive your car. It's an incredible lifestyle. And we had so many people that were just, you know, just thrilled to live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They came together very much as a, they're very, very close-knit community. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a little bit different, different than just a typical neighborhood where maybe people are inside their homes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Halcyon offers, it gets people outside the front door. It gets them over to the center green, you know, to go over to Cherry Street Brewing and, you know, have dinner, have a drink, mm-hmm. go and get, you know, go over to CMX, see a movie, you know, stop by and have a have a ice cream, you know, on the way home. Mm-hmm. You know, we really witnessed in that type of uh, live, work, play lifestyle mm-hmm. that, you know, people are just out and with each other more. And as people start to come in and walk our homes, I hope they can get a taste for what that's like. Well, from everything you've said, I'm sure they're going to really love the homes there. It sounds like it's going to fit perfectly with the community. So thank you so much for your time. Have Absolutely. a great time in Hawaii. Thank Man, you. I have to have thank you back you. for a follow-up to hear how if <laughs> yeah. it actually lives up to all your expectations. Yes, I, I hope it does. It better. <laughs> After 10 years, I yeah, hope so. Yeah, it better. Yeah. <laughs> thank so, you, Kelly. Thank you so much. Far from the bright lights of the national political discourse, most of the work that affects us every day of our lives is done at the local level. For those living in the southern part of Forsyth County where Halcyon rests, the decision maker is District 2 Commissioner Dennis Brown. Long dedicated to public service in a variety of forms, we began our chat with the commissioner by learning what led him to his current post. So I'm retired from the military from 30 years, and I ran for office in 2012 and lost. <laughs> so it happens, right? It happens. <laughs> so uh, then they came back in a group and wanted me to be commissioner. So I'm, I, you know, I'm very interested in the community, and 
and keeping a, a level of quality up in our community and things that go on. And we, we just want to Forsyth to be a really nice place to live, work, and play. And so I was interested in, in serving. And so I got elected in 2017 for District 2 Commissioner, which is the south part of the county adjacent to Johns Creek and Alpharetta and Fulton County. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the district, which includes Halcyon. Right. So right, right. my my interest has always been just to see how I could improve the community and represent, uh, step up and help represent things in a way that we, we would have quality development and our property values would remain mm-hmm. constant and that we wouldn't make some of the urban decay kind of decisions at the local level that mm-hmm. have plagued a lot of other communities. So your, your military service, can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, wh- which branch were you in? And 30 years is a long yeah, time. Yeah, tell 30 years. That. So I started out in the infantry, okay, which is, you know, combat arms. And I went to flight school, flew fixed wing and rotary wing aircraft. Huh. So I have ratings, FAA ratings in both of those and uh, very enjoyable time frame. Then I, uh, of course, went to public affairs school. I was a commander a couple of times. Uh, deployed to Afghanistan, mm-hmm. been to a lot of countries, Japan, Nicaragua, all over the world. You know, you get to travel a lot. I'm sure. And that military service, you deal with people a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, as in Afghanistan in 2009 and 2010. And what we see is we there's a lot of common problems that we have in Afghanistan, the same as we have here. Mm-hmm. People want a job. They want to feed their family and, and have uh, security from things that might harm their family. And uh, people are a lot, a lot alike throughout the world. So mm-hmm. we, you see those commonalities. So we did a lot of dealing with people over there with the U- U.S. Agency for International Development, building wells, building schools, and doing things in the, in the community there. Although, although on a different level, mm-hmm. we did a lot of the same things that we do here as a county commissioner. So mm-hmm. you do all the local ordinances, you do right. all development, you work in just really any issue from potholes to uh, preachers. Yeah. <laughs> You uh, you deal with all the issues locally, right? Where where the rubber meets the road, we have a direct impact on people's lo- lives at a local basis every day. Mm-hmm. Did Did you grow up in this community? Or so I grew up in Cobb County. You're Cobb. Where Where in Cobb uh, County? I was born in uh, South Cobb. Okay, down there, Austell, Georgia. Okay, Six Flags territory. Six Flags, yeah. exactly. I'm a, Just, I'm a, a Marietta guy. So are you? A so, little, little bit around the perimeter a bit. So I worked at Dobbins for a while. Oh, wow, okay. Over there. And yeah. so uh, Cobb is uh, very similar to Forsyth County, uh, although it developed uh, faster, mm-hmm. uh, bigger, faster. But Forsyth County is really catching up. So I grew up there. Then I went off in the Army and was gone for a, for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And and came back, but a lot of similarities between Cobb. So I'm local. I'm a Georgian, yeah. You know, born here and everything. But I've been a lot of other places to see and compare and contrast how a Georgian. And I've seen the good things and the bad things. And right. I said, hey, what, it'd be really neat if we could bring that to Forsyth County. Sure. Uh, and I saw how Cobb County changed. You know, went mm-hmm. from a very rural, especially in the South part near Six Flags, to where it's. Um, really extensively developed especially you know thornton road out to hiram and mm-hmm. and that area west cobb has really really grown a lot so you can see how the better job you can do of planning and attracting quality development more of what you build is what you attract mm-hmm. so if you if you build really nice string things it attracts more of the same but if you build kind of lower quality things it seems like it kind of attracts more of the same mm-hmm. from my perspective so how did you end up in Forsyth, and when did this become a passion of yours to not only work in government but to do it at this level in this community? Yeah, so I guess when I was in uh, 
in the military, uh, you know, we work with Homeland Security extensively, and we got to do a lot of civil military operations. We got to work with the emergency management agencies, both federal Department of Homeland Security, Georgia Emergency Management Agency, and the local law enforcement agencies. We mm-hmm. worked the 96 Olympics and the G8 Summit wow. and those those operations. So you really see that unless you're overseas, you know, fighting um, fighting a war, there's a lot of civil military operations that the military does. Mm-hmm. So I, especially working with the uh, GEMA and FEMA, I just developed an interest for and got to meet a lot of politicians and people Mm -hmm. that govern and see the impact that they really have on on people's lives. And a lot of people, they kind of look at it and they don't really understand just the impact. And and you see voter turnout rates and things. It's like, well, why don't you go vote? And people just don't take it into account a lot of times until it directly impacts them on a day-to-day basis. So they they just kind of overlook it and, and do other things. So it it just hit me years ago that uh, you could have a great a great impact by serving the community and going and you know we I love the country you can see all my little things there. <laughs> there there's a lot of flags there's a lot of flags here yes and I think the, the the old term you know politics all politics is local the people that really have the most impact are the ones here that deal with people day to day right you know so there'll be a pothole and i'll hear about it they'll call i was just thinking i I, I was thinking last week if i see a pothole how does that pothole get fixed (laughs) yeah so if if no one else reports and we have a we have a system here in the county we have a a good website and we Mm -hmm. have a a phone numbers but instead of calling in the engineering department a lot of times they'll just call me and tell me about it (laughs) <laughs> or a bag of trash, and a bag of trash on on the road, right? And they'll call and, you, and I'm you know I try to be very nice about it and say, hey, hey look, I'll I'll uh, I'll get in touch with somebody and we'll we'll get right. that fixed, and so which is good because you know we used to have an old adage in the military that you know if if people quit bringing you their problems, then you've stopped leading. I've always tried to remember that. So if you hear complaints, that's a good thing because that means people. Uh, they have enough confidence in their system in the government that you're going to do something about it. Right. What place or maybe it's places did you go that really impacted you in a way and, and maybe opened your eyes up to something you didn't know about that was happening somewhere outside of here? Just about all of them. Hmm. Just about all of them. But a couple of specifics, of course, I mentioned Japan. That's an interesting place. The cultural, the cultural nuances and differences uh, you pick up the good things and the, the bad things you see about their culture that you would like to replicate here. Uh, Nicaragua, uh, a lot of things you don't want to happen mm-hmm. here, but you learn that, uh, and, and the common theme I saw was, like I mentioned, was that people, essentially people are the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they may have different color skin. They may have different uh, ideology, but they, they want to make a you know, living for their family. They want safety. Mm-hmm. They want nice things for their children. And that's the common theme I saw. And uh, of course, Afghanistan, it's hard to focus on the finer things when there's a, a war or conflict going on. Right. So, but if you could ever go there for one day, it would it change your outlook on everything. Mm-hmm. And the, the the one thing that I see, even in with all of our problems, is that we have we have it really good compared to most most countries. In terms of the vision for what Forsyth County can be, and especially yeah. for your particular district, can you talk about 
how Halcyon factors into that and, and really elevates that entire experience. Uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Up till now, we've had, as far as eating establishments, uh, just facilities of various sorts, a sense of place, a sense of uh, branding and character. Those are things we've been looking for, especially down in District 2, which we haven't really had. We haven't had, of course, there's no incorporated city. We've mm-hmm. had several little character nodal areas that have their own little history and their own sense of place, but we haven't had a kind of a central focal focal point, mm-hmm. a place where people could gather, you know, under the live, work, play concept and feel like it was kind of their place. Right. Our five-star seafood restaurant was probably Captain D's. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to drive to Cumming to get that or outside the county. Right. So I think what <laughs> – Yes, I think. No disrespect. My bad jokes. No, no disrespect I love Captain, to them. I love Captain. <laughs> I love. I go there a lot. So we have to drive out either to Fulton County or Gwinnett County or somewhere else down to the other developments, right. Avalon, right, right. These places to get what we consider a nice dinner, for example. Hmm. And so our demographics are such that I mean, some of the wealthiest and most educated people in the whole state here, mm-hmm. actually in the whole country. And so they've demanded a much higher level of amenities than mm-hmm. we've been able to provide them. And I think what Halcyon does is provides that – and the word I always think about and I always use it is, you know, you think world-class, best-in-class. You, th- you do benchmarking to see uh, what, are, what, are the, what are the metrics, what are the characteristics of a community that we're looking to – that will define us. And we'll kind of – if someone looks up Forsyth County <laughs> – they don't see fast food, generic mm-hmm. fast food or chain restaurants. They see chef-driven quality restaurants. That's what right. I, that's one thing that uh, Halcyon has. We want to be a destination, a destination county to where people look at us as uh, one of the premier places to, to live, work, and play. Mm-hmm. Well, and you identified a lot of where this is going to go in the short term with Halcyon and some of the other things that are in play. What's next? When you look big picture for the county and the growth, it's already this you know astronomical growth. Yeah. What's the next or what are the next few dominoes that will fall that will keep you on that journey? Uh, we have an 805 acre piece of land down Peachtree Parkway in the south part mm-hmm. in the district that we're looking potentially to be a partner in a, a public private partnership there and developing that in some manner. And I guess we can use Halcyon as a kind of the bellwether as sure. an indicator sure. for quality and, and what we want to see, but it would be at that level or higher. Mm. And so that's 800 acres, but we're looking at the, the infrastructure for that also. We've also got several other of the high-tech industries that we're trying to bring here. Uh, digital ignition, we're an incubator for high-tech, Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, Some of our other representatives, Todd Jones, he's the uh, district representative for the state house. He's we he and I talk often about bringing those types of businesses here because we have a lot of like-minded people. And then we have another development at uh, Brookwood and Peachtree Parkway that's uh, uh, Jeff Fuquay is looking to try to develop, and that's been in the uh, the mill for about three years now. And we've we just keep holding out for a higher quality because we want things to really develop in the manner that the people that live here want to see it develop. Well, Dennis, listen, we really appreciate your time. Thank you for uh, opening the doors for us for uh, what a what a county commissioner does. Oh, well, well, sure, yeah. So it's a 
it's a it's a fun job if you like meeting if you if you're a problem solver and you like dealing with people it's a it's an excellent job and i would recommend everybody do it at least once so. at least once just, <laughs> yeah, just try it out that's right <laughs> well thank you for coming up thank you for uh talking with us about it because we're tremendously excited about it across the board and we we know it's going to be a, just a huge exponentially valuable addition to the community and that's going to do it for our latest show if you think you may know a trailblazer inside the community, leave us a note on Facebook and you might just hear him on a future episode. So until next month, I'm Adam Schick, wishing you all the best as you blaze your own trail.